0: Oh dear. We become a race of peeping toms. What people ought to do is get outside their own house and look in for a change. Yes, sir. How's that for a bit of homespun philosophy?
1: Now, Frank Sinatra, transcribed as Rocky Fortune. <laughs> NBC presents Frank Sinatra, starring as that footloose and fancy-free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune.
2: When it comes to employment, I am what you might call a connoisseur. I have jobs which are strictly out of this world. The last one I had nearly put me there permanently. I'm instructed to report to the Ninth Avenue Arena. When I get there, I find the horse follies of 1954 is all over the place. The legit title is Grand National Rodeo. And I find the boss, an old guy with a hat you could stew tomatoes in, hanging over the rail, watching a cowboy ride on a bull, which must have just sat down on a hornet. (laughs) You, Colonel Araby. Ride
3: him! Ride him! Look at that boy, stuck to that critter's back like he had a pot of glue in his hip pocket.
2: Excuse me, I'm looking for Colonel Larrabee.
3: He made his time limit, Pop. That boy's the best frame of bull rider I've seen in 20 years. Hey, get that critter away from him! go on it how many times have I told those broken down tramps to get him away from... Look out!
0: He's clear, Pop. I'm over the fence
3: rail. Oh, I gotta tell them hands to move in quicker. Don't look good when a rider gets gored by the bull. It's bad publicity. Gets the humane society down on you.
2: I don't mean to interrupt, uh, but are you Colonel Larrabee?
3: I am. Who are you?
2: Rocky Fortune. The agency said that you needed an administrative assistant.
3: Administrative assistant? (laughs) I told that agency I wanted an errand boy, somebody from the West.
2: Sure, that's me. You from the West? Yeah, Leather Davison. You get any further west than that, you're in the Hudson River.
3: Ah.
0: Oh, come on, Pop. You just want somebody to run errands. He doesn't have to qualify as a top hand.
3: I suppose not. Yeah,
0: what's keeping that next rider? Well, uh, Mr. Fulton, I'm Jane Larrabee. Colonel here is my father. If you're going to work for the rodeo, you'll just have to get used to him. He's so western, he makes Wild Bill Hickok look like a sophomore (laughs) bastard.
3: Now, Janie, don't you go running down the west. All right, young man. You mean I'm all right? Okay, what am I supposed to do? Anything I tell you to. Mostly run errands and answer the telephone for me. The show's on, I'm all over this barn. I need somebody to keep me in touch with the office. For it? Sure. I'm the tail on your dog. Yeah? Yeah, all right, Fortune. I guess I'm stuck with you. You can start right now. You go down to my office and bring up the tally on the box office receipts for today's matinee. It's on my desk. Sure. Where's your office? Down those stairs over there. My name's on the door. Reet, Dad, Reet. Huh? a Westerner. Ah!
2: I have to pull myself away from the fence rail and I hear the snap as my eyes peel off Jane Larrabee. She's one of them tall dames dressed like the rest of the cowboys in Levi's and fancy shirt. But somehow the shirt turns out fancier than it was originally intended... ...and she manages to look somewhat different from Gary Cooper in similar circumstances. The colonel's office is down a Downer long hall which looks like the Canal Street station of the Broadway subway. I open the door and walk in. <coughs> for a second, I think I'd forgotten to open the door. Something clobbered me behind the ear and I go down for a long count. And just as I'm beginning to come up for air, I hear somebody coming down the corridor. I open one eye and spot a pair of bow legs that could walk over a beer barrel without noticing
3: it. What are you doing down there? Oh, my head. Where's that list I sent you for? It's been close to an hour. I was slugged. Oh, well, come on into my office and I'll... What happened in here? Looks like somebody tried to turn the desk inside out. The guy that slugged me... I figured that might happen. Some low-down coyote tried to rob me. Oh, maybe we better call the cops, huh? No, no, if Larry can't handle his own affairs without calling on a sheriff, he might as well fold up. Besides, it'd be bad publicity for the show. Colonel, it's almost time for you... Hey, what's this? Glad you come along, Ringo. Some pat rack slugged fortune and busted into my desk. Fortune, this is my top hand, Ringo Durham. Howdy. Howdy. Colonel, I told you not to leave all that money around if you'd only put it in the bank. I don't hold with no banks. I want my money where I can lay my hands on it. Did you have much dough stashed in the roll-top? Well, they had the receipts for the matinee, $25,000. That ain't hay. Oh,
0: Pop, they're holding up the entrance key. What's the matter? There's somebody
3: broke in the colonel's desk.
0: Pop, did they get the money for the note?
3: Now, nah, don't you worry, Janie. There's the evening show yet.
0: But it's due at midnight. If you don't have $45,000, ACA takes over the show.
2: Who's A.C.A.? Amusement Corporation Associates. They got a lien on the
0: show. Pop, why couldn't you put the money in the bank? I begged him, Jane. Oh, I know you did, Rango. Pop, A.C.A.'s been trying to take over your show for ten years now. Now,
3: don't you worry, honey. I ain't going to let them pies and prairie dogs get a hold of my show. I built it up from a Wheel of Fortune booth at the county fair, and I ain't going to lose it now.
0: But the money, you won't be able to make the payment. Pop, what are we going to do?
3: Jane, you know, I've got enough saved up. You can always count on me. I'd be pleased to help you. I don't have to. What? You think I'm a bleating maverick still wet behind the ears? The money wasn't in my desk. Wasn't? Got it right here. Where? You didn't think it was that miserable wolf bait we'd been eating in the cafeteria put this lump on my middle? You mean you're carrying the money with you? In a money belt. Any man gets it off me, got to get my pants first. And ain't a lad been caught with his pants down since the Oklahoma land rush. What happened in the Oklahoma land rush? Son, that's a long story. It's a lucky thing you ever busted in here didn't know that. I still think we ought to call the cops. I don't need no tenderfoot posse. I carry my own policemen, two of them. Ringo, you can tell every waddy in the show that I got my money where I carry my lunch, and I'll blow a hole through the first man that goes for it, big enough to drive a yelling bull through. So I can take care of myself. <laughs>
2: I hang around the rodeo all day, and there's a certain atmosphere around the rodeo, and it gets stronger as you go downstairs where they keep the horses. I strike up a conversation with a bunch of the wild horse jockeys, but all of them who aren't called slim are called techs, so I can't tell one from another. And this is very confusing to me, and I'm beginning to wish that I'm back in the east where people speak English and the ladies wear high heels. Just before the evening show, I'm standing outside the colonel's office when I hear voices inside. Well, what do you know about this maverick fortune nothing why well that's a mighty interesting coincidence you sent him down to your office he's gone an hour and there's an attempted robbery
3: but he was dry gulch well that's what he says maybe he heard you coming and laid down and put on an act uh, i don't know i feel a lot safer if you'd let me take that money over to the bank Ah, don't you worry ringo i'm keeping it right here I just want to get my hands on any skunk that tries to grab my poke. How about fortune? I got my eye on him. One move out of line and I'll cancel him like a check.
2: I figure I better keep my nose clean so I spend the evening sitting alongside of Jane Larrabee where I can get a good look at her profile, which is very rewarding, all the way down to her spurs. She's telling me about the Rodeo and I'm beginning to figure it's a plot. Thought up by the hospital across the street to drum up trade.
0: And then when the rider falls off the bull, they try to edge a critter away from him. Well, suppose the bull don't edge. Well, you see that dummy hanging in the middle of the ring? With the cowboy
2: clothes on? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes if you run behind that, the bull can't tell the difference, so he tosses the dummy on his horns. Bulls are nearsighted.
2: Yeah. One of them one day is going to get bifocals, and you're all going to be in trouble.
0: <laughs> well, I gotta get along now. I'm entered in the bucking bronco contest tonight.
2: You mean you ride them four-legged pogo sticks?
0: Sure. Would you like to try it?
2: Thank you, no. I'm too nervous. I'll stick to jumping in front of the express trains on the 8th Avenue subway. <laughs> Later on, I watched Jane Larrabee wrestle an 800-pound steer down to his knees in 12 seconds, and I make a mental note not to try anything in a taxi cab with his doll. In that case, I figured the odds would be that she'd have me down, roped, branded, with a notch cut out of my ear before the cab meter could run up 35 cents. I head down below the main arena to the old man's office to find out if he had any messages for me to run. I open the door and walk in. Uh, Colonel, I came down to... Holy smokes. Colonel... Colonel. Dead as a mackerel.
3: Put up your hand, stranger.
2: What? Oh, it's you. Listen, Rango, the old man. I can see. He's been shot. Yeah, you used his own gun, didn't you? What are you talking about? Now don't you step this way, mister. Now, wait a minute. Just a minute. I walked into the office, and there he was. Well, that's your story. Looks like I caught you just in time. I hand over the money. I haven't got any money. I didn't do it. Listen, while you're standing there making like the Lone Ranger, the real killer's probably halfway to the Bronx. Oh, no, he yeah, ain't. He's right here.
0: Ringo, what's the matter? They're calling for you, Dumper. What is it? What's happened?
2: Jane, it's your pa.
0: What do you mean? Oh, Pop. Pop, what is it?
3: He's dead. No.
0: Oh, oh Pop. Pop, no, no.
3: He was shot Pop. with his own gun. No!
2: You're going to pay for this fortune. But I didn't do it. Why should I? 45000 I didn't take the money. You can search me. Well, maybe you didn't have time. I'll look in his money belt and don't move. I can shoot out a candle from horseback. Oh, Bob! The money belt's still full. That's what I tried to tell you. You just didn't get a chance to take it. Hey. What is it? This isn't money in here. It's newspaper. Newspapers? Well, the old man must have been trying to fool the killer. He must have hid the money somewhere else. I guess he did fool the killer, didn't he, Fortune? <laughs> Listen, you bow legged lunkhead. I didn't shoot him. Jane, do you want me to take it? A... Oh,
0: please, Ringo. I'd better go upstairs. The shot I can't stay here. I... I don't want to think. You do whatever you think is best.
2: All right, Jane, don't worry. I'll take care of it. Look, I hate to repeat myself, but you better call the cops. No don't need no cops. We'll take care of this our own way. You can't do that. After the show, me and the boys will give you a nice fair trial before we string you up. You can't do this. This is New York City. I want a habeas corpus. There'll be a corpus, all right.
3: Colonel Larby was the finest
2: old man you'd ever want to know. There isn't a hand in this show that wouldn't take a chance of swinging to make sure his killer got what was coming to him. Now, right after the show, we're going to fit you for a nice long necktie. Now get moving. <laughs> Ringo, again, I tell you, why don't you send for the cops? Cause some smart city lawyer might find a way to Weasley out of this. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. Get in here. What is this? A box stall. We'll keep you in here nice and cozy till I round up the boys and go on. Hey, hey there's something in there. A horse. Oh, that's Sam, the educated mule. He won't mind. Uh, go on. All right, quit pushing. And don't tickle Sam on the side. That's what makes him kick. Thanks a lot. We want you in one piece till we can get a hold of you. If I was you, I'd start practicing. Practicing what? How to sing, Bury Me Not on the Lone Prairie. I am sharing a lovely one-room apartment tastefully decorated with antique feed bags and harness straps, with luxuriant wall-to-wall straw. My roommate is Sam, an intelligent looking mule who gives me the fishy eyes. Now, look, Sam, I don't know you and you don't know me, so let's leave it that way. Now, you stay over on your side and I'll stay over on mine. Well, you got sinus condition, too. You know, pal, you'll have them tonsils out. Now, look, Sam. All this is very pleasant, but I gotta figure some way to get out of this before that crazy bunch of cowboys decides to try an 18 foot necktie for size with me on the end of it. Hey! Let me out of here! Anybody! Let me out of here! I got a right to make one phone call! Hey! Hey! What are you doing in there, Max? At last, a human voice. How did you get in here without a Western dialect? All right, Max, stick up your hands before I blow your belt buckle out through your spine. What? This ain't no fountain pen. I got stuck in your ribs. I've been betrayed by a Brooklyn accent. What are you, punchy? Where's the dough? What dough? The old man's dough, the 25 Gs. How should I know? You've been with him all day. Come on now, bright boy, talk. Where'd he stash the dough when he stuffed that money belt with newspaper? How did you know he had newspaper... Never mind, I can guess. You're real bright. You knocked him off. Look, I ain't got much time. I'll give you three, and then I'm gonna let you have it. You wouldn't dare shoot down here. You'll have the cops and the joint on your heels in a minute. You kidding with all them horse boys firing blanks upstairs? You got a point. All right. I'll tell you where the dough is. Come on. You see this drinking fountain over there? Yeah. Behind it, there's a loose brick.
3: The water fountain?
2: Yeah, look over the top. Yeah, you keep your hands up where I can see him here. Sure, sure.
3: I don't see no brick.
2: Lean over the top.
3: Yeah, where?
2: Here. I slam my foot down on the fountain pedal, let him have a shot of ice water in the kissing and, kisser, and then I'm off running with a clear track. Hey! I stay in the carter. I'm a setup for a slug in the back, so I take the first right turn, head up a ramp, and out a little door. I slam it quick behind me, which is a mistake. I'm right smack in the middle of the arena, and coming my way fast is about 2,000 pounds of cow with a built-in pitchfork between the ears. No! I give him a quick sidestep, and the bull puts on the brakes and skids to a stop ten feet away. Hey, Ferdinand! Ferdie, come on, Ferdinand! You want to smell a nice carnation? a boy! You go down the other end, and I'll meet you there in twenty minutes. Nice, Ferdinand! Don't get sore, baby. Don't get sore.
0: Rocky! Rocky, don't move!
2: Who's moving? Stay
0: still. A bull won't charge if you stay still. That's
2: your story. How does he feel about it?
0: Don't move. The riders will edge him away.
2: I ain't got time to wait, honey. Ferdinand quits pawing the ground, shifts into first, and starts. This kid's strictly hydromatic, and he must be doing 50 when he goes past the place where I was. He pulls up short and looks around a little confused. He can't find me, which is not surprising, because I'm swinging back and forth across the arena on the dummy, which hangs in the middle of the ring. On one end of the swing is the bull, and on the other end is Rango, which is no improvement. Rocky! Get me off this dummy. Well doesn't get your fortune, I will. You ain't getting away this way. Somebody get me off this dummy. I'm getting seasick. May I have this next waltz, Max?
0: Drop off over here. They got the ball
2: down the other end. Go ahead, drop. Go. OK, here I go. So long, Max. It's been grand. unfortunately i make a small miscalculation and let go on Rango's under the swing he picks me up and dusts me off with his hand which he happens to have rolled up into a fist at the time hey, you right thought you'd get away listen apple knocker wise up the real killer's right downstairs what are you talking about A short fat guy from brooklyn oh you're lying to me you side i white. tell you he told me he killed the old man now come on we can get him before he gets out of the building okay But if we don't find him, we're still going to see you fitted for a real tight collar. Let's get going. Don't trip over those spurs.
0: I
3: don't see a new unfortunate.
2: He might have gotten away. Wait a minute. What? There he is, down the hall. Come on. That's where you shoved me into that box store, riding around this corner. He's gone. Couldn't be. I saw him. Wait a minute. Look the door of the box door. It's moving. You say that polecat's got a shooting iron? Yeah, it ain't as big as that slide jambone you carry, but it's for real. You better let me handle this one. Now stand back. Be my guest. I'll kick open the door. Ready? Now! Drop that gun. All right, Fortune. I got him. Yeah, that's him, all right. Hey, he's still moving. <laughs> We'd better get an ambulance for him. Why bother? Well, it just doesn't seem friendly this way.
3: Help, help me. All
2: right, Mac. Take it easy. We'll get a doctor.
3: No. No, it's no use. A dirty uh, rat. You go
2: get a doctor, Fortune. Now, wait a minute. He's saying something.
3: A dirty rat. Hired me to get money. Then he... Who? Who did? Who hired you? Then he, shoot, he shoots me down.
2: And he means that Fortune, you... you just ain't a lucky hombre. If he'd died like you should have, you wouldn't be in trouble now. Don't move. You hired the killer. I didn't tell him to kill the old man. Just wanted the money so he couldn't
3: meet that note. Then he would have had to come to me for the money.
2: You were going to take over the show, huh? I'm going to. Not if I can get to the cops, you ain't. Well, that's why you ain't going to. I figure I killed one man here in South defense i might as well make it too you were afraid this hood would talk huh i wish we like numbers like you strong silent and dead okay fortune here it comes
0: oh rocky are you all... jenny rocky what's going on in here who is that man the
2: one on the floor is the guy who killed your dad and the guy with the cannon under my ribs is the man who hired him to do it wrinkle fortune i'll kill you for that guess again if you do you'll have to kill her too and something tells me you ain't got the courage, pal. You're through, Rango. Why don't you give it up? Not yet. I'm getting out of here, and Janie, you'll come with no, me. No. Rango, you ain't got a chance. Janie is my chance. Anybody comes after me, and she gets your fortune. Now remember
3: that before you go calling the cops.
2: Rango tucks the girl under one elbow and gives me a straight arm under the straw with the other. The door slams, the lock snaps, and I'm back in housekeeping with the mule. This time, he's nervous and let's fly a pair of heels at my head.
0: Hey, look out!
2: This gives me an idea. I figure I can't kick the door open, but the mule can. I climb up on top of him because that's the safest place. Line him up with the door and tickle him under the left hind leg. Nice work, Sam. Now hold still while I get down. I said, let me get off now. Let me get. Cut it out, Sam. Let me off, Sam. Where are you taking me? Sam heads down to Carter like a three-year-old coming down the Widener chute at Jamaica. I guess I'd better stay on till he slows down, so I bury both hands in his mane and go along for the ride. We hit the sidewalk and I spot Rango pulling Jane in a taxi down the block. It's obvious that they went that way, so Sam and I start after. It. This is Sam's idea, strictly. Now, our runaway mule has been a little unusual on 9th Avenue since about a 1911, I guess, so by the time we hit 46th Street, there's a traffic jam, and a horse pulls up between a beer truck and a taxi cab, and I fall off just as the cab door opens.
3: Rocky! Rocky! Get back in here. Well,
2: Rover boy. I go in the cab door for and I'll plug you like I plug- Okay, I'll close the door.
3: Oh, a hand!
2: All right, Ringo, now I got the gun. Oh, how do you hold this thing with one hand? You ain't going nowhere now. Not New York City in a traffic jam. Get out, Rango.
0: Rocky, he was trying to take over the show. I know, I know. Well, yeah, we'll lose it anyway. We haven't got the $45,000 to pay the note.
2: That's easy. It's right where your father hit it.
0: We don't know where.
2: I do. I asked Max. Max? That dummy that's hung over the arena in the bull riding. He's got 45 G's stuffed inside his shirt.
0: <laughs>
1: NBC has presented Frank Sinatra as that footloose and fancy free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune. Others in tonight's cast included Dan Riss, Marion Richmond, Don Diamond, Tony Barrett. Tonight's script was written by Ernest Kinoy. Andrew C. Love directed. To tell you about next week's adventure, here's Frank Sinatra as Rocky Fortune.
2: Did I ever tell you about the time I conducted a sightseeing tour at the museum? Man, they got dead people and sarcophagi lying all over that place. Not that I'm squeamish about a bunch of old mummies, believe me, but when they tried to embalm me, that's why I drew the line. I'll tell you about it next week. See you around.
1: Visit with Feber McGee and Molly tonight on the NBC Radio Network.